Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. This is Mike Moody, host of Alabama AgCast. In this special AgCast Extra episode, our microphone travels to the State House in Montgomery, where the Alabama Farmers Federation External Affairs Team, Brian Harden, Preston Roberts, and Russ Durrance, give us an update from the Alabama Legislature. Hey everybody, it's Preston Roberts, Director of Ag Legislation for the Alabama Farmers Federation. We're coming to you from the State House. Uh, this week, uh, and I'm excited to be joined by Russ Durrance, Director of State Legislative Programs, and Brian Harden, Director of External Affairs. Guys, what you think about this week? It's been a busy week. We uh, we had kind of our package, our, our 2022 farm package of bills that we're really excited about that are kind of hitting the ground running. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I think, Preston, as everybody's kind of been maybe watching in the news, it's been a, a steady... Uh, several weeks for the legislature as they've gone in three days uh, each week through the session and has given us some time to to try to watch some things move through the legislature at the same time lay a lot of groundwork for the the package of bills that, that you mentioned Preston and just to kind of share with our listeners to start off with we've got one that we're really excited about I think it really will make a difference for those involved in this area but when you think about a value-added farm product and I think everybody's been to a farmer's market or visited a farmer you know maybe during the fall during the height of agritourism season or just wanting to uh, visit a farm any time of the year that you want to buy a a farm product such as a jam or a jelly it could be anything uh, that is made from uh, you know it could be from honeybees fruits and vegetables it could be any type of farm product but we want to see the same sales tax exemption for products that are from the farm that are that are further processed as we would see for the raw product and really the the reason we believe that is so important is that if a farmer is investing into their farm by you know it could be additional employees it could be equipment they're obviously being an entrepreneur and trying to develop that product for for market but they're putting everything into developing that product from their farm and they're you know it's, it's really like they're selling their raw product, it's still their product, they put everything into it. But right now, if you further process that product, they have to charge sales tax. You could be as simple as if somebody had cut flowers they raised and they wrapped up those flowers and, you know, tied some, some pretty bows on it, whatever, made them look really nice, maybe put them in a vase, that is further processed. So they would have to charge sales tax on that. So uh, this bill would uh, keep farmers from having to charge sales tax. Uh, we feel like this is a win-win for the consumer as well as the farmer. And also, it just really ties into the momentum we hope to have as a state with Sweet Grown Alabama. Hopefully, all of our, our listeners are, you know, and everybody in the public, if they haven't heard about Sweet Grown Alabama, they're starting to see it more. They're doing a great job. Uh, Ellie Watson with that program. It's been a wonderful partnership with the Department of Agriculture and Industries, many others that have stepped up to support Sweet Grown Alabama. But this is kind of that next step. Instead of just being focused on the strawberries, let's be focused on what are the other products that somebody can buy and support their local farm economy. And so they'll be in the house, sponsored by Representative Ann Smith, um, serves uh, Tog and Chilton counties. 
HB 412 is that, that bill number, and we'll be continuing to follow that for you and expect a Senate version to be introduced next week as well. Yeah, we're sitting here in uh, Representative West Kitchen's office, and I'm actually looking on the desk over here, and we've got um, kind of a sweet-grown Alabama flyer with some Hornsby Farm uh, jam, and that kind of, I mean, that's exactly what we're talking about are, are those products that are grown by a member and Absolutely. and they're the ones that are that are adding the value they're they're creating something different from that product that they grew and we want to encourage that creativity um and and really expand on the sweet grown alabama brand so really excited about about what what this legislation has the possibility to do for that program and for the state and for the farmers that that uh, that we represent yeah, and I think, you know, just a couple of other examples I'll throw in is, you know, we talk about boiled peanuts, you know, or it may be, I know recently uh, we've got some great farmers that come in for our legislative reception each year, uh, you know, Preston Russ and, you know, Jimmy Carmack from Jefferson County, he had a um, honey paste, um, you know, so there's so many different products that, that it's adding value back to the farm, and that's so important just from a bigger picture, and I think this is part of the message that we'll be sharing with um, the legislators here is that, you know, as we deal with an aging farm population, we know that Alabama is the whole country, every possible way we can uh, enhance, encourage, promote entrepreneurship, look at other ways to, where more members of the family can stay on the farm to make it more sustainable. That's what we need to be about as the Alabama Farmers Federation. I think that's going to give us the opportunity. Yeah, so since its inception, the Sweet Grown Alabama program really has done a great job of helping to create other avenues and different markets and things like that for our family farms here throughout the state of Alabama. Um, whether it be this value-added producer, Bill, Brian, that you talk about, um, or other things, the Sweet Grown Alabama concept has really done a great job helping our farm families here in the state of Alabama. But through this and through some of the conversations that we've been having with our friends at the Department of Ag and Industries, we found out that there are actually some um, confusing language, if you will, out here on the countryside throughout the state of Alabama related to whether or not these farmers should be applying for business licenses. So when it comes to business licenses for these farmers, whether they're operating at a farmer's market or selling goods straight off of their farm, there is clear language in the state of Alabama um, that your local municipalities cannot charge those farmers for a business license. However, there's not clear language that a county can charge those folks for a business license. So one of the other bills that we've got here uh, that was introduced this week is a bill from Representative Gil Isbell, um, which is going to help clarify some of that language to make sure that the counties throughout the state of Alabama are not also trying to ask for a business license for each of those farmers. So we're excited about that. We think that that helps kind of not necessarily take away a burden because the burden shouldn't have necessarily been there, but it helps clarify some of that language to make sure that these folks are not in uh, a situation with their local county trying to ask them to present a business license anytime they're involved in this type of production or sale. Yeah, Russ, and I think that's a great example of, hey, when, you, when you're out there on the farm and you see an issue that maybe doesn't feel right, like, hey, I don't really think I ought to be uh, having to pay a business license to whatever county, call us, ask us, let us know that's what we're here for. So just a reminder that, hey, that's where this issue came from was one of our uh, one of our members calling and, and kind of smelled something that didn't smell right. All right, guys, we'll take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor. 
It's never a dull day on the farm, especially when your day starts before the sun comes up. We're Alabama Ag Credit, and while some don't get it, we do. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, we've helped farmers finance everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Because sometimes your natural resources need financial resources. A third bill that was introduced this week that we're uh, watching closely is a ta- ad valorem taxation exemption for grain bins and grain storage uh, type facilities. Another issue that came uh, from one of our members, uh, the State Department of Revenue sees or has interpreted the the Alabama law to uh, say that uh, grain bins should be taxed like a barn or any other uh, structure there on the farm. And our argument has been all along that a grain bin acts more like that tractor or that uh, plow or, or any kind of implement that you may be using on the farm because it is a key part of the cultivation um, of your crop and the drying and the um and the conditioning, it is it is essential, and and the storage is essential as well. So we're trying to change, um, kind of, and clarify the tax law uh, to make sure that those grain uh, bin structures are not taxed um, at the same rate as your barn, but more along the same rate as your tractors and implements. Impressive. I think you know maybe if somebody's not a a grain farmer, soybean farmer, maybe they don't appreciate or think about, okay, well, why is this important beyond just the the tax savings, which obviously that's important. But again, the message that we're trying to share with legislators in support of this bill is that storage is an important component from a financial standpoint, again, from a sustainability standpoint of of a farmer. The more storage that a farmer has or the more farmers that have storage, that's many more that are more in control of when they can sell you know that corn it's really a risk management tool in a, in a lot of ways i mean if you take it out of the field and have to, to sell it and you've got to sell it whatever you know the price is at that point but if you can market that corn at the time of year that is of most value to you you know that makes a lot of sense so hopefully it is something that maybe would be a little extra incentive uh, for a farmer to take a look at that to think about that investment well, we are excited about um, the possibility that these uh, three bills have and, and, and the progress that they've made so far. If y'all are interested in either of these bills, y'all stay tuned to the Capital Connection newsletter and please uh, reach out to your representative and let them know that, that you support these bills and that you would like to see these bills passed into law. Absolutely. And, you know, just we'll give a quick shout out as we'd be remiss today, Representative Wes Allen um, passed a an updated version of the Forest Products uh, tag. And that is something that he provided great leadership on last year and just a couple of tweaks to, to clarify that. So I'm glad we had the opportunity to work with uh, Representative Wes Allen on that bill as well. Absolutely. Well, guys, if there's nothing else, um, we appreciate y'all joining us today. And um, again, this is Preston Roberts, Russ Durrance, and Brian Harden from the Alabama Farmers Federation External Affairs Team. Thank you. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama Ag Credit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. 
For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.